Hello, everyone. want to thank you for tuning in once again, especially our Kingsmen who follow and share these episodes on a weekly basis. We take it not for granted of your time because it is valued and appreciated here at the Kingdom Podcast Studios. Today is a very special day for me, and I want to share with you uh, a great friend of mine. He and his testimony will inspire you, will inform you, and prayerfully transform you by the renewing of your mind through the Word of God. His testimony touched my life, and I want to uh, have him on this uh, very special interview in this episode that you be inspired. So, his name is Dave Dean. Uh, He's a wonderful man of God, husband, family man, businessman here in the great city of Longview, Texas. Listen up. Let's get ready. Let's get set. Let's go into the interview already in progress. All right, everybody, we want to thank you again for being a part of the Kingdom Podcast Show. Again, I am your humble host, Roderick Smith, and we are here in the studio today with a great friend of mine. Just the introduction said his name is Dave Dean. Uh, I have the honor and the privilege to have him with us in the studio, and he's going to come. He's going to give us his testimony of how God has blessed him. Now, we have been in the studio talking about peace and the importance of peace in our lives as kingdom men. He has a great testimony and he's going to share with us. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about the importance of making kingdom decisions. Kingdom decisions are very important to the God and important to all that are around us, uh, our families, our businesses, uh, the church, this nation, when we make kingdom decisions, it affects everyone that is around us. And so it is an honor and a, a blessing to have him in the studio. I'm going to move out of the way. He's going to come and introduce himself, and I want you to listen in and listen up uh, at this man of God and his testimony. Dr. Dave Dean, come on in the house in the kingdom. Good morning, Roderick. Good Dave morning. Dean here. Good to see you. Um, I've got a, a story that began in 1948 when I was uh, adopted to my family in Ann Arbor, Michigan. I was a, uh, a baby adoption. My I never knew my birth mother. Uh, uh, I was adopted in August of 1948. I grew, I, my birthday is February. So, um, I grew up with a a mother who worked for the university of Michigan and a father who's basically used to work for the university of Michigan, but had to stay home because he had three major spinal surgeries. So we weren't, uh, we were, uh, average middle-class family in, in the town, uh, of Ann Arbor. And uh, I was, I had a, a younger adopted sister who, uh, and we had a great uh, childhood. And from my perspective, I was always involved in, in youth sports and school. I was a scout. I was, uh, I loved school. I loved reading. Uh, and 
and that kind of formulated the my life. I was always focused on going to the University of Michigan as a kid, and and I ended up succeeding in doing that. And uh, actually, uh, through youth sports, I was a baseball. My first experience. Um, in baseball, was as a nine-year-old, and they put my picture in the paper, swinging a, at a, off a tee. When <laughs> tee ball was first first introduced, and that was my first uh, uh, promotion, if you will, uh, in, wow. the, in the athletic realm. But uh, they had little knowledge that nine years later I'd be the quarterback at the hi- local high school. Wow! And and uh, I've always focused on trying to be the best at whatever I do and, and, and becoming successful. I was a AB student who wanted to go to Michigan. I thought I wanted to be an architect. I was an architect school for one year and, and it didn't turn me on at all. I, I transferred to education. So college, college is where we go to grow up in, in my Parents took me to a couple of churches, a Methodist church and a, a Episcopal church, uh, two different churches over my youth. And I was in uh, uh, youth groups uh, uh, once a week and, and that sort of thing. But I never had a feeling of needing or, or feeling like uh, God was number one with me. I always thought I was a good kid. Okay. And I, had, and I was raised with, if you will, with the word pride, uh, be proud of what you do, do everything. And so I was so full of pride. I didn't know it. I thought I was just a great kid and I would always go to heaven and, and, uh, I didn't need church, uh, per se, All right. but I, but I participated in it and, and, um, always did the right thing. Uh, or almost always <laughs> did the right thing. Uh, there were some other times that I didn't. Okay. Uh, well, this uh, this was the early stages of uh, Mr. Dean. He is uh, sharing with us. Uh, and then in life, you know, you meet that significant uh, uh, love of your life and things began to change. And so tell us a little bit about uh, how you and uh, – your beautiful wife met and how yeah. God start to begin to bless your family. Yeah, that was, that wasn't until I went to college after high school, I was a high school quarterback and, and tried to walk on in Michigan. I didn't get a scholarship, but I, I knew I wanted to come to Michigan. So I was, re- I had offers to go to uh, air force or, or, uh, you know, Grand Valley State University and try out for football, but I never pursued those because I knew I wanted to go to Michigan. So I walked into Michigan, and uh, freshman year I was a football player. I was basically lunch meat for the varsity, and their their uh, <laughs> technique of choice was called the head shiver, where they throw a forearm and and bust you in the head. Wow. And I was I always had a headache growing in football in freshman year. Now, in my senior year in, or junior year in high school, I was the starting quarterback for the third game, but I hurt my knee and 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 missed the rest of the season. The fourth year, in high school, I senior year we I played all but one game and we won. Uh, we were third in the state, but so I wasn't 
I was just an average uh, to good player in high school. Okay. And then in college, I was behind six varsity uh, 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 walk uh, scholarship quarterbacks, and I didn't make it. So when I got hurt my junior year or my freshman season, I walked over to Domino's Pizza and and got a job at and with uh, and was hired by a guy named Tom Monahan. Now Tom Monahan. It was the founder of Domino's Pizza, and he had about seven stores at the time, and it was founded in Ypsilanti in Ann Arbor, Michigan, and I worked for him for two years. Uh, my sophomore year, I pledged a fraternity while I was working at Domino's still, and uh, I, I had a... I had an opportunity to meet my, my, one of my fraternity brothers dated a girl once and he said, you should meet this girl. <laughs> and he, he introduced me to Karen Tanelian, who was at Eastern Michigan university, which All is seven right. miles away. And we hit it off and, and we hit it off real hard as a sophomore in, in college. And by junior year, we wanted to get married. So uh, wow. that was a challenge. Uh, one of my, you know, major decisions in college. You make you make three. You go to college for three reasons: one, to grow up; two, to find a career; and three, to meet your mate. Well, I met my mate early, and uh, I was always the kind of guy that liked to be taken care of. And Karen was a uh, that kind of person. And I and we fell in love and wanted to get married in Wonderful. my junior year. So. My, my, uh, and between the junior and senior years, I was working at GM Nova plant, putting on heater hoses of the new Chevy Nova. And that was about 19, <laughs> Chevy Nova. Uh, about, about the early eighties. And, and, uh, we actually ended up eloping and getting married that summer. And I worked my senior year, still stayed at the Nova plant. While we were married, and then we, uh, uh, I was in ed school and I was doing student teaching, and then during the day, and then going to uh, work at night. Uh, finally, I uh, we we had two daughters within the first three years of our marriage, Trisha and Tracy, back in uh, in uh, seventy and seventy two. And so they're, they just turned, one just turned 54 years old and the other one's turning 50 this year. So that's how old I am. At, <laughs> and both, you know, uh, my girls became the, the focus of my life. My girls and my uh, wife, I, I was in uh, uh, teaching for, for till 77. And I was like the Pied Piper in the school district. I had started an elementary PE program, and and I was the king of all the elementary schools, as because the the teachers loved me. Uh, they got a half hour, a forty minute break every day, every week, <laughs> for me teaching their PE to their kids, and the kids loved it, and wow. we all had a great time. So that was my in the seventies. That was what I did. But my girls were growing up. And and then I got into real estate, and that's the key. Is after I got into real estate um, in '77, I couldn't I couldn't make it as a teacher financially because finances were were controlling a lot of the decisions. While I was teaching, I was 
I became an official for football, baseball, basketball, and girls basketball, boys and girls basketball. Then I, and I did that for 35 years. Um, although I quit, uh, football later and, and just did focus on basketball cause I was in the real estate business doing pretty well. Um, but in 77, uh, when I got in real estate, 78, 79, we bought a house in, in, on Manchester street. And my kids were like, uh, nine and seven years old and they went to a little backyard Bible camp that summer uh on this on a street where we bought a house and and some kids from the assembly of god church in ann arbor put on the camp for a week and guess what they became little jesus freaks <laughs> <laughs> all and, right uh and and I was, uh, I had some good friends that were in a community called the Word of God community that uh, originated in Ann Arbor, and then they had men's breakfasts, and the men's breakfast was called, uh, they worship and they do have speakers every week, and a couple of speakers, one of them was Tom Monahan, my former boss at, at Domino's Pizza, and he was a strong Christian who developed the... Uh, uh, Domino's Pizza to to be, sell it uh, twenty years later for two hundred and twelve million dollars, and he wow. started a, a university in Florida and taught law school and and uh, all kinds of success there. And he was an orphan, by the way, growing up. Um, but the 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 key is after my kids got became uh, and and we we went to this men's breakfast because my friend Doug Swiss was uh, invited me. He was a former catcher for the Tigers who became a Christian and he and his wife, Marsha had some kids and they moved in near us and, and, and they were a member of this ecumenical community. And now we weren't that committed to becoming Christians at the time, but when our kids became little, uh, accepted Jesus at age seven and, and nine, uh, I kind of got, got mad and said, I'm going to raise my kids in the, in the, where I was grew grew up in the St Andrews Episcopal Church, I took them there, and they did, they hated it. <laughs> so, so anyways, <laughs> so not cutting you off, but yes. based but based upon the, those decisions, um, I hear your life is is transforming. Uh, there are some events uh, are happening, and it's all leading to God. And so share with our listeners right now, uh, maybe some ups and downs or whatever, uh, business decisions. You talked about your children and how uh, they went to church and they enjoyed it and the impact that it had on you. Uh, Just share with us of how making some critical decisions changed the course of your life. I was just about to get to that, actually. Uh, when we went to church, as I said, in, in Ann Arbor for for a half a year, and they didn't like it. But then I got a chance to become promoted to a manager of the real estate office at the early age of 29 and moved to a couple of uh, about 18 miles north of Ann Arbor, a place called Brighton, Michigan. Uh, and... Uh, at that point in time, Karen and I were, uh, it was the early 80s, 
and a guy named Jimmy Carter was president and taking the the, uh, uh, the uh, economy down the tube. So we can get, joined a little Amway business and went to a conference in in uh, Labor Day of 1980. There was an invitation given by. Uh, by the pat, the leader of the group to accept Christ, and my unbeknownst to me, I accepted Christ at that point in time. My wife sitting next to me uh, accepted it at the same time, the same minute, wow. same day, the same conference. Look and at God. and so what happened was we ended up coming back to Ann Arbor, um, and uh, we were we became Christians, and so life. I, we tried to focus on our kids and their Christian life. And so we joined that Assembly of God church that the kids from the Bible study had when we came back to Ann Arbor in 1982. And uh, they mentored the, our kids for about seven or eight years and, and just wonderful mentors. One of the mentors was from YWAM, was a book uh, uh, on the, the ship, the mission ship that did the uh, uh, medical, and and she wrote books, at, and for YWAM. And so my oldest daughter Trish, and my youngest daughter Trace were exposed to that early in their lives, and and uh, we later actually joined a different church when that church broke up a, a little bit, and uh, but when my girls graduated from high school. Uh, my, my first daughter, Trish, went, went on to Michigan, joined the business school and graduated in four years up through. Now, two years after she started college, Tracy graduated from high school, my youngest, and she, be, she didn't want to, uh, go to college. So she wanted to go to YWAM, Youth with a Mission. It's a ministry that they train in Hawaii for six weeks and they send them on an outreach for six weeks. And then they go on and do it the rest of their life. Well, Tracy went to YWAM, went to uh, Kona, Hawaii to get trained, went to Japan, came back. And then she went to a little town called Tyler, Texas, where they had a school of the Bible for for a year. And then they went and did a little outreach in, in uh, New Orleans in a, at uh, a house they were living in with three girls and three boys who were living next door in the uh, house in the darkest part of New Orleans doing their ministry. Wow. One of the boys was Art Bradshaw and Tracy, my daughter, met Art Bradshaw there and they became engaged and a year later got married. And that was in the uh, in the early uh, 2000, mm, right around 2000. Uh, and so that's how they they uh, came about. Now, my older sister, when she, or older daughter, I'm sorry, Drish, graduated from college in Michigan. She whizzed through in four years in the business school. And the dean asked her one day, what do you want to do when you get out of school? And she says, I want to be a missionary. And he stepped back and said, oh, okay. And and sure enough, she followed her younger sister to Kona and and <laughs> became a missionary after she graduated from college. So the kids were strong Christians. And when Trish went to Kona, 
And just before she was going on her mission trip, the assistant to the director of the school of the Bible or the Kona University of, uh, oh boy, I can't remember his name now, uh, the University of the Nations that trained all the missionaries was resigning and they asked Trish because she worked in the office because she had a business degree if she wanted to take over and, and be the assistant to the University of the Nations. And she said, yes. And so for two years, she was assistant and, and basically the assistant to the chancellor of a university like that, the, the guy's out fundraising all the time and, and she's running the show. So my <laughs> oldest, oldest daughter at age 21, 22 was running the University of the Nations. My youngest daughter was down here in, in Texas getting married and starting to have a family. And, and they both had, and they both had weddings about a year apart. Um, I had been in the real estate business and was, uh, fortunate to do extremely well after my teaching. I couldn't survive as a teacher financially. So, and you hear this a lot, a lot of teachers quit right. and get into a new career. True. And so I got, I got in the real estate business and, and, and I, for the first six months about equaled my teaching salary, <clears throat> but for the first full year, I tripled what I earned in teaching. And, and back then in the early, uh, seventies, the teacher's salary was sixty five hundred for a year and, and I when I retired at age uh, twenty eight <clears throat> the the I was making thirteen five with a master's degree. Now that's wow. why I that's why I continued to referee and and and, and I refereed at every Michigan at, at Michigan high school games for years. I, I worked as an usher at Michigan Stadium and at, at the Michigan at Chrysler Arena basketball. So I I was friends with lots of the coaches from Michigan, and, and some of them were even my clients. The softball coach was my client, and one of my clients was the quarterback coach for Michigan who coached Tom Brady when he was in college. And so wow. I, I, I was – I was I was close to the Michigan program and went I was even on the board of directors of the uh U of M club which meets every Monday and here's the coaches talk and, and after the football season and the basketball season and and we got to meet all the coaches from all the sports that way and that's how I got a bunch of my clients but anyways my girls were uh leading us to the Lord and and we became serious Christians when we were in the in our early we were parents of uh, seven and nine-year-olds, and uh, it just evolved. We grew. My real estate business was uh, going gangbusters. We were doing becoming of the top five percent realtors in the country in just a couple of years, and I, I stayed. I stayed at the five to six million a year level for eight or nine years. So, <clears throat> Mr. Dean. Where mm-hmm. share with the group our listeners uh, on today? When do you remember when it all clicked that this Jesus business, God, mm-hmm. is where I want to be, and everything changed. Your character, your business, everything changed when those decisions was made because again the um, 
importance of men making kingdom decisions are very critical right now. And uh, based upon your experience in all the things uh, and the accolades that God have brought uh, before you and through you and how you have blessed others, I know that there are some men that are out there that need to know how do I get to the point in my life, my my business uh, may not have been as good. There might be someone that have had sickness or children that was wayward and things mm-hmm. happen in their lives. And then it finally struck it. It doesn't matter the age. It just matters when that light goes off. But for you, Mr. Dean, when do you think in your life when God really shined his light and said, I need you to come closer to me and the decision-making that you made from that point. Now, I know something had to happen very interesting to bring you to the the great state of Texas, so I can't wait to get to that part right there. Share great. it with us. I, I, I'd be happy to, uh, but, but let me take it back to what you asked first, and that is when did I make that decision? I was always... Even before I became a Christian in 1980, I hung around Christian groups and went to Christian events, and I went and I heard successful people. One of the men we heard at one of the breakfasts was Coach Bill McCartney, who was a young football coach at Michigan, and wow. he was led he was led to the Lord by a fullback named Ed Shuttlesworth. And Bill McCartney went on from Michigan to coach at Colorado and started a movement called the Promise Keepers in 1990. And that became a nationwide thing and a a really big program. And I was, uh, I went to several events there, but I, I always went to, I told you I was a good kid and I tried to go around good things. So I went to Christian events, not knowing what not knowing Christ yet until that event and uh, till that our, our world was falling apart financially when we moved to Brighton in uh, 1980 and 81. In fact, in one year I made about nine sales the total year, but lucky I was ma- uh, managing office and getting a little bit of a salary, 2000 a month. That was all, but it was enough to live on, but that was, we were just barely surviving. So I was struggling financially and trying to figure out what what's wrong with my life. What do I want to do? And when we accepted Christ, we joined a church in Brighton. It was a lot like LifeBridge, a non-denominational church where they uh, focus on Jesus first. And and uh, we uh, then we came back to Ann Arbor and uh, we we I I grew and I started studying the Bible and reading through it a couple of times when I was a young Christian just after 1980s. And, and I always also, in addition to being going to Christian events, went to business events and I always strive to, to grow uh, professionally and as a Christian by listening to people who were successful. One of the things I noticed is that most of the successful people were Christians. I, I mean, Zig Ziglar, you know, all these guys, Charlie Tremendous Jones, they all put Christ first. That's right. And, and so I had no uh, embarrassment about that, knowing that all these guys, 
uh, Bill McCartney's life was a mess. I mean, he he uh, struggled and didn't take care of his family young, but and he was a, a, a young football coach with Lloyd Carr, who was a later friend of mine too. And and the point is, um, everybody struggles at some point in time, and and our struggles were financially. When when I got in the real estate business, it was great until the early '80s, and then it it just tanked, and and the interest rates went up to twenty three percent one month. One month, wow. it was twenty three percent to get a mortgage. Nobody was buying houses, at least not huh. not unless they were owner financed. And so that's why wow. I only sold mine that when I had three deals fall apart in one day and and I I was just devastated. So I was trying to make some extra money with my wife and uh financially we were just struggling. And and so always the the finances uh, affected our decisions and uh later I came back to to Ann Arbor. I, I joined another company. I always, I, I was with the best real estate company in town for the first five years of my career. And they taught me, I became a manager. That is amazing. And, then, and another company wanted me as a manager. And I tried that for a year or two and, and I succeeded, but not, not enough. You know, I just didn't know what was right. And anyways, we grew with our family. We, we, Joined a church called Cornerstone Church and 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 loved the people there and and our girls got nourished and and but when when it uh, came to being that we uh, uh, what, what was I going to say we we just uh, grew with the Lord gradually and 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 we and we had a lot of successes over the years in the 90s and and uh and what was your last question for me when we came oh what happened when we came to, Mi- yeah, to michigan well, how, to what, texas what brought you to texas yeah things were just just fine for many years until 2008 in the real estate business in 2008 9 and 10 the real estate business tanked in michigan they actually sold pfizer which was warner lambert park davis uh, decided to move their headquarters to Connecticut and they changed their name to Pfizer. Well, it, when they let their employees move, they gave them 125000 a head if they had a loss on their house up to that much money. And a lot of them did. And that's what happened. So my income went down, down, down. And uh, I actually had a, a development that I had developed, the 20 acres, 10 lots. And it was on some land right next to my... Uh, old friend Tom Monahan and uh the pizza guy and uh we only sold one house the first year and three houses a couple years later and then we didn't sell any for the year after that and the bank got all the money from that development when when it when it tumbled. Nobody was building big houses when the, the market crashed in two thousand eight, nine, ten. Two thousand ten uh was we lost everything. We came and and my daughter Tracy in Texas said, "Dad, come down here. You can sell real estate in Longview." And that's what we did. Now we made a conscious decision. Uh, I mean, 
I never thought I was going to leave Michigan. I never thought I was going to leave Ann Arbor. I was going to be the mayor. I was, I when I was a young realtor, I said, I'm going to be the mayor of Ann Arbor one day. So the kingdom but, decision kicked in. The kingdom decision kicked in when, when, when life hit rock bottom financially for us. And so we came to Longview, and, and there's a funny uh, story. I'm, when I moved, I uh, hired one of my uh, past clients to tell me, help, who's a mover, uh, to help me uh, hire a truck because I didn't have any money to uh, pay movers five or six grand. So I rented a truck, and by, I filled up the truck, and I still had a bunch of stuff in my house. By the way, we had built in in 2001 our dream house which is a on a golf course in in ann arbor and then uh it was 2008 and and we were everything was going fine for a long time and uh then we we actually lost that house <clears throat> and and uh had to come had to change direction and so we made a conscious decision karen and i that will come down to Longview and restart. Wow. I was 55 years old, no income. Uh, I had a real estate license in Michigan, but not Texas. So I came down here and we rented for three years before I uh, ended up getting back in the real estate business and then started up again. And we started up and, and, and the thing that carried us through was our, our faith definitely had, um, immense, uh, uh, impact on carrying us through that, that process. I, I knew I didn't have, I didn't have money to give, but I volunteered my time and I joined the AMBUX. A funny story. When I joined the AMBUX, wonderful organization, they, they give mobility to kids and they give scholarships to students who are occupational therapy and physical therapist students from Panola and Tyler and, and they build ramps and the, uh, and that sort of thing. But the second, the first month that I was in Ambox, the speaker came, he was the occupational therapy guy from the Good Shepherd Hospital. And, and, he started showing slides, and one of the slides was a big smiling picture of my daughter <laughs> at the Ambux. All right. And, I mean, it, it it was just too funny that he was he was there, and that she was the star of the his uh, presentation because she's really good at what she does and and uh, leads the way. And she'd been raising her three kids down here, and we were getting to watch them and they played sports and we're in school and, and, and we just loved them. And, and, and it was, it was just a sign. And anyways, uh, we, we had nothing to give but ourselves for the early part of when we were here. Then I got back in the real estate business and started growing it. And, and it's growing now to the point that I'm helping a few people up other people just like I did back in Michigan. That is awesome. <clears throat> and uh and guys, this I'm not cutting off what you're saying, but guys, no. I'm talking to our listeners, this are the kind of people that we need in our lives. Men who have been through the fire, men who have experienced some things in their life, have experienced loss, experienced uh bad decision making, uh experienced life not having God in their lives, and to this point, God have 
bless them to be able to tell the story. Now, the Bible tells us that we are overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And Dr. Dave is giving us his testimony of how God has blessed us and blessed him throughout all of these years. And now he's in Texas blessing people because he loves people. Just listening to your testimony of how uh, you have met some very interesting people throughout your years, uh, it really encourages me. And so uh, I want for you uh, in the last part of this segment uh, to just share with uh, our listeners, especially the young men uh, who are about around about the age that you said that uh, – God came into your life uh, because uh, many people, God, we we find God at different stages of our lives. For some people, mm-hmm. it's early in life. For some people, it's midlife. And then there are some people to where it's later on in their older years. And so thankfully, God arrested your heart uh, in your middle age years, uh, and he has blessed you. You have been successful um, just sitting here listening again to your testimony. Uh, and I want to say this, and then I'm going to let you finish it out. Um, I just want to say that I'm honored to have you on the podcast because you are an inspiration to many people. Whether you know it or not, I want to give you your flowers there. Uh, you have blessed my family. Uh, you taught my daughter in school. And I sure did. She remembered yeah. that, and the first day that, uh, to our listeners who don't know, uh, Dr. Dave and I, we attend the same church, Lifebridge Christian Center, uh, under the leadership of Pastor Tom McDaniels and Brian McDaniels, uh, but we attend the same church, and he and his wife and, and my wife and family are good friends, and my daughter thinks the world of them both. And I just want to give him his flowers and let him know that uh, your testimony of what you're talking about, of how God has blessed you and how your kingdom decision-making throughout your years, even when you didn't know you were making kingdom decision-making, because I believe that when there's a call on your life, even though if you're not saved, uh, God is going to still put that arm of protection around you and Angels mm-hmm. will be dispatched to protect you, to get to you, get you where you are now in life. I believe that. I believe that uh, God uh, desires to see all people saved. And we have a choice whether we want to walk in that area or walk away from it. I'm thankful that you decided to walk in it because you have blessed many people throughout the years. So, just share with the younger audience who are younger than you are, whatever stage of life they may be in, the importance of making kingdom decisions because kingdom decisions has legacy and it has destiny. Kingdom decisions have legacy and destiny to equip us for every battle, no matter what stage of life no matter what sickness we go through, those decisions that we make early in life is a protector for later in life. So enlighten with us, our listeners, 
through the last part of this segment about making kingdom decisions? Well, I I appreciate you. Um, your daughter was a lot like my daughter. She was one of really good kids in school, and I one of the jobs I took when I came back was to be a substitute teacher in Longview schools. So I got to see her when she was in high school and, uh, in, and she reminded me of my daughters when they were in school. I mean, they were just good kids and, uh, and, uh, obviously had some good direction at home, but it's important to always strive to look for good people and follow good people. If you're looking for a job, look for a good company and a good people. Uh, and, and so wherever you are in life and before I became a Christian, I followed a lot of good Christian leaders. And, and then I, as I noticed that many of them were Christians, I eventually, when I accepted the Lord, I could relate to so many more people that way, but it, <clears throat> It affected me in in that I uh, now every decision I make is a is a God decision. I don't regret anything I'm doing now because when I'm whether I'm selling real estate or 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 uh, watching the sports or, or or just interacting with people, my focus is to be do the right thing as Christ would do it. And everything you do, if you do that, Amen. you won't have any problems. I mean, making good decisions it will be easy. That's good. And so, except, what would Jesus do? What would what would I say if Jesus was in front of me? To and that's what I say to every plan I have, because I want them to be blessed. And sometimes uh, they don't appreciate it, but but usually they more than appreciate it. And my goal is to, if I can't do business and want somebody to want to do business with me again and show, so tell others to do business with me cause I'm different then I failed. And, and so that's how I built my business is by just following God and, and reading through the Bible is the answers are all there. And I mm-hmm. watch a lot of Christian TV. We, we, uh, you know, over the years, we went to uh, uh, Christian uh, retreats and uh, got blessed. But but the non Christians, you can read them like a book. Uh, they're just Amen. they're just they're just awful them, themselves, and it's a shame. I see some some men that aren't Christians leaders making decisions with their family, uh, whether it be housing or others that right. are just horrendous and. But if you, if you want, I mean, we were created by God and, and he sent Jesus to uh, die for us to show us the way. And if we listen to him, you will be blessed. You will be blessed because if you do it his way, you won't have any regrets. And that's, that's my, my, my message is three things. Do what's right make the right decisions and, and do them as if Jesus would do. Um, be accountable, be accountable for what you do. And that's, that's maturity. Maturity is being accountable for what you do. That's if you, good. For whatever you say and do in life, whether it's in church or in work or in, in the, in the, uh, in the 
realm of just living, interacting with people. If you do what's, what, be accountable for what you say and do, and you will never regret that, and your life will be blessed immensely, as mine has so many times with so many people. Amen. And, uh, Amen. And, so, and, you- and through your kids, you know, you, you want to be an example to your kids. My kids heard one thing when they were growing up. I always said to them, hey, Teresa, guess what? What? I love you. I love you. Guess what else? You're beautiful. Guess what else? You're great. They wow. always knew. They always knew I loved them. And and my grandkids are the same way now. And they go, oh. And so I say, guess what, Travis? And he says, hey, you love me. Jesus loves me. <laughs> and, so cute. And, and, and so they're trained. I've trained them to know that they're loved. And if they're loved, they're not going to seek love from some guys trying to take advantage of them or some uh, boss that's trying to take advantage of them. They're going to do what's right. One of my granddaughters is a great little conservative and and uh, it, this blessing must. My, my granddaughter in Michigan, she, I put her on a horse when she was two years old wow. or three years old. Three years old, she was sitting on a horse. We took her off and my wife said it's time to go jasmine and she said three words that my daughter will never forget and it's not done yet and and not done yet and so when she was 18 years old she graduated from Saline high as a member of the equestrian team and and won some ribbons in the state tournament so wow well your influence is can be you never know what it can be but often it'll be unspoken and and you'll hear about it later. Amen. Amen. Well, Dr. Dave Dean, I have enjoyed your testimony, and I pray that our listeners are blessed by your testimony. And anytime, anytime you are welcome here on the podcast show, uh, it is an honor again just to get you in uh, on today and to share with our listeners the importance of making kingdom decisions. Uh, and I, again, I just want to reiterate uh, the importance of those kingdom decisions. Kingdom decisions brings peace and understanding to our situations and circumstances. Just as you've heard Dr. Dave Dean uh, expounding on his life and his adventures, uh, his children, his wife, uh, his business, and all of the people who he has met throughout the years have brought him to this point. And he's here in Texas, as a matter of fact, in the great city of Longview, Texas, still blessing people. And so that is his mission. That is what he do. That is what God has blessed him with. And we are thankful. My family is thankful. I am thankful. This podcast show is thankful for you. And so uh, we are out of time. Uh, again, Dr. Dave Dean, is there any lasting words you would like to say concerning your business? You're welcome uh, to uh, state your business and um, the name of it and uh, what you do before we get off. Yeah, but by the way, I'm you. You bless me with a, a Dr. Dave. I'm not a doctor. I'm a <laughs> got a master's and a, and a bachelor's, but no doctorate. So uh, I, I, I call you that. The world don't. That's that. That's Roderick calling you that. 
I know that's a term of endearment that, that some people do, and I appreciate that. Yes, uh, I'm a realtor with Texas Farms and Ranches Real Estate in Longview, Texas. I work with uh, investors and, and buyers and sellers and uh, have been doing it for the last since 2013 and and just love helping people uh, find that needle in the haystack for the right house or, or helping them sell and, and make their dreams come true that way. So that's what I do. And I help even, I went to a, my first tax sale yesterday to try and buy properties off tax sales. So, All right. uh, I can, I can help in a lot of ways. I, I appreciate the time and you're thinking that I'm worthy of having on and, and I hope I've, uh, had an impact on some people. All Thank right. You. Well, Dr. Dave, if you will hold on just a second, and I'm going to end out this show with my listeners. Uh, if you'll hold on, uh, have a brief word. I want to get back with you on. Sure. Uh, so, no guys, we are, have been blessed again with Dr. Dave. Uh, we ask that you would tune in every week uh, for the empowerment, the empowerment of the show and what we do. We're here to inspire you. We are here uh, to inform you uh, through the Word of God in what he is doing, especially in this time, in this season that we're living in. And so uh, that's all we have for today. And I pray that uh, you will continue to walk with God, stay with God, and never leave God because making kingdom decisions is the best way to go. And so we all love you and we're thankful for you and we'll look forward to hearing and seeing for you on next week. God bless you.